Dr. Grace Ambozakin. Welcome to our Safe Titles Podcast, Safe Mobility Mondays. And I'm here with Kelvin Crosby. Hi, Kel. Hey, 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 everybody. It's so good to see you, even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm excited about gathering more information about how children and their families have taught us so much about the belt cane and how that has really helped us progress through the challenges of toddlers be able to travel fully independently and safe. So great kind of to dive into the first kind of point kind of to help us understand a little bit more um, how this is how this came about in that process. Thank you Cal. Yes. So I my whole research and understanding of O&M has come through really paying attention to what people are saying and doing who are blind and severely, or I like to call mobility visually impaired, someone who cannot visually avoid obstacles. When we started sending out our belt canes, we ask people to provide us with written, verbal, and video feedback. And what I learned just changed everything about what I assumed might happen once they started wearing the canes. So assumption number one was that we would have to teach them how to walk with it, that we would have to really give Mm. them a lot of instruction. That wasn't true at all. (laughs) Not only did the first little boy, Jojo, who put it on, walk just fine with it, and Leia, the first little girl, they started running without any telling them to run they just all on their own started doing it and so and in fact Leia who has cortical visual impairment or CVI was often when she walked obviously mostly she walked without any devices she walked leaning over like from the waist so that she could look down on the ground again I thought we would have to teach little Leia and other little girls and boys to stand up straight and walk forward But they just Mm -hmm. naturally positioned their bodies in the most efficient way to walk once the belt cane was on without anybody telling them. (laughs) That's interesting. Basically, once they put the belt cane, they were able to kind of sense the environment in a way that, oh, it could be safe to take one step forward and use the belt cane to help me understand how to just kind of make that progress and I, I find that very fascinating so what's our next point well then of course as an orientation and mobility specialist <laughs> how do you like that <laughs> the, um, I just assumed that I was going to or their teacher or their mom or their dad or someone was going to have to teach them how to manipulate the cane how to reposition it or you know lift it or whatever but in the what i'm finding and what they're showing us first of all these a lot of these kids will have been walking with their hands up Hmm. by their ears um and what i found was after a little while they brought their hands down to along their sides and almost immediately started holding on to the cane in various ways some right in front and the cross bar, some on either side on the handles, some further down but they all just like you explained it to me in such a way that helped me understand the feedback was something Mm. you know that it's coming through like a lightning rod and through those shafts and into the plastic and through the, so they are feeling it they're they're just lightly touching it not often moving it but just sort of holding their hands against it and then sometimes they let go 
And then sometimes they lift it up mm-hmm. off of the surface, especially a smooth or sur- surface that they're kind of f- familiar with. It's it's an individual preference. And then they'll drop it right back down. Like they'll some just absolutely leave it on the ground and push their way through all of the surfaces without lifting it up and down. But just, I thought I would have to do a lot more. When you think about little kids and toys, we don't have to do a heck of a lot to teach them how to use their toys. They just almost already know how to play. Yeah. And so this is like that. They they yeah. know already yeah. how to, that they want to move it, lift it, scrape it, bang it, uh, push it through, uh, get unstuck. It, these are things that are already pre-programmed into the human brain. <laughs> yeah. So... Would that lead us to the understanding, like the balance pushback and being able to better understand how our body kind of balances and be able to walk forward? And are we seeing progress with that as well with the volcano? Well, if I'm uh, perfectly honest, I would say that was one of the ones that I did not expect or even think through, perhaps, of uh, what it would be like when the cane contacted a forward object and they were going some speed. I'd like to think I thought about it, but I can't remember thinking about it. And so when I first started to see kind of this jerky interaction and some kids who don't expect it at all either set back all the way or step back or in some way have to catch their balance or some sit all the way down um, the first couple of times. But what we've seen is, yes, they learn to anticipate it. it and, and the big question is, should it be there or not? Now, a sighted person's bias, when you see that, you think, well, how would that make me feel? As a sighted person, I wouldn't like it, right? I'm just like, I don't need mm-hmm. to be pushed back. But remember, this child doesn't know that that whatever is pushing them back was there to begin with. So that turns Mm -hmm. it to just wonderful information that they are learning to interpret how many steps between the pushback and uh, that they have to step over it. It's two steps. They have to learn how to organize themselves around that. Or is the pushback meaning it's a big wall and I'm going to have to turn (laughs) or it's a step Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to lift it. So they learn to catch their balance and then they also learn to begin interpreting Mm -hmm. what their next steps are that, again, we don't want them to be left completely Mm -hmm. on their own, first of all, because they're toddlers. (laughs) And secondly, because we should be there initially just to see what will happen. I had a little girl on video, um, Audrina, Mm -hmm. and we've left this part in on the website where she's running and everyone's so excited and I've never Mm -hmm. seen you run Mm -hmm. so fast. And then like a few steps later, her cane catches a lip. And it's one of my favorite stories because... What Audrina says is cane stuff. The cane did the, So she knew it was the cane that did it. And then she gets right back up. It starts running again. They're like, maybe you should go slower. And she's like, not having any of it. She started running. She'd never run before. And she wanted to keep running. She just now knew perhaps to be ready for this and to tr- figure out how to not get pushed back. Right. So she it's that kind of energy of a child that says, I can meet that challenge. Bring it on. I'll do it again next time. I'll I'll be better at it because now I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. So if we're getting good balance from this and really learning how to balance our bodies um, while trying to just navigate the world, so is that also helping with our steps and that step process and how we're progressing through that process? I, I, I think so. We are doing the research and we are finding that when you let them have their safe mobility... They not only do they walk, they run, they explore, they start talking. Because why? I mean, they feel safe. Mm. Mm. Kind of explain to us a little bit what you've learned through the process of. Uh, so we have the king where we do the sweep tapping and or the uh, content contact or whatever. What have you learned through the belt king and how that's really making an interesting uh, understanding and awareness of how the belt king is kind of doing something very similar, but in a lot of ways covering more ground? Well, I think the answer to the question is. If you can't see where you're going, you need that warning. You need two steps distance minimum of warning about something is in your path if the path is blocked or clear. So when the device is two steps ahead, it reduces the stress, improves the feeling of confidence and safety. And that being able to rely on that two-step warning is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So... Just kind of wrap us up here. So we're realizing that we're, we're really able to help with the walking challenge um, that we find with uh, blind toddlers. And then we're also able to um, help with the balance and also able to, and then how to manipulate the environment. So kind of having, knowing where, what direction we're going. And so, and we're still learning a little bit of like how how is it the the scraping and tapping and how is that going to benefit down the road and how like we're still learning all that and because this is such a new technology right I mean obviously this should have been invented a long time ago but it's a t- it's here right <laughs> right right and, right right and what we're realizing is, is that there's still things to still learn and research and develop in the process but we're seeing a major progress in multiple areas. And things that yeah. have slowed down a lot of visually impaired individuals um, and just trying to navigate life. And so I'm, I'm excited to see how this continues to progress. Well, so. First and foremost, yes, we need more, more work in how toddlers and they're going to teach us even more as we move forward. They've taught me they can stand up wearing it. We talked about that last time. They taught me how to lift, scrape, and tap the device so that they get more information. And they're going to continue to teach us, and we're going to try to continue to make it even better. But, I, I mean, I would say the safe auto belt gain is one of those it's pretty simple, and it's not really, it's not technology. It's like, literally, like, with a chip in it. It's something that's simple. It makes sense. And it and you start learning the world in a safer way. And I think that's the part that I, I would like to bring home is that we're teaching the kid how to navigate the world in a safer way. Learning how to do the foot shuffle, learning how to touch the walls, learning how to do all those things, but do it in a way that, hey, they're, they're going to they're gonna start understanding that the value of having something in front of them at all times to understand the world and how it's going to protect them. And I think there's there's definitely some value to that because I get tired of hitting the walls and it, it's nice to have something that 
really gives you that opportunity. So, so that kind of wraps us up for today. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can go to safeauto.org and you can uh, support us there and also be able to sponsor a belt game for a toddler. As well, if you want to email us, you can go to info at safeauto.org and shoot us an email there. If you want to find us on social media, we're on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you'll be able to find us there. At Safe Titles.